Welcome to ETF TV News, your update on the latest exchange-traded funds and products launched over the previous week. I'm Dan Barnes. Today we're going to be speaking with Greg Friedman, Head of ETF Management and Strategy at Fidelity Investments, about the launch of the Magellan ETF. And joining me, of course, as every week is Deborah Fur. Deborah, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So Deborah, can you give us a quick update on what's been launched over the previous week? So last week we saw 23 new ETF listings, 29 cross-listings. There were 17 issuers that brought products to market. They were listed on nine exchanges, eight were in the US, one in Canada, five in Europe, and nine in Asia Pacific. 10 were active, and 22 of the products were focused on equities. As I mentioned, we're going to look at the Magellan ETF. What can you tell us as background for that? So we saw Fidelity list four new ETFs last week on CBOE. It takes their total number of products to 37 ETFs, 24 billion. The new products launched last week were a growth opportunities, a real estate investment, a small mid-cap opportunities, and a Fidelity Magellan ETF. And I think there's probably very few people in the world that do not know of the Fidelity Magellan Fund. It was brought to market back in 1963. Peter Lynch was the manager, very well known from 97 to 1990, took it from 18 million to 14 billion. So I find it interesting that Fidelity has decided to create a Fidelity Magellan ETF. So I'd like to ask Greg, who we've known for many years, going back to the old webs. Greg, welcome to ETF TV. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here today. So can you describe the decision-making process behind the launch of the Fidelity Magellan ETF last week? We're focused on bringing the best of Fidelity to our clients. You know, we're, we're wrapper agnostic. We understand that some places mutual funds work better than ETFs. In some cases, and for some clients, ETFs work better than mutual funds. So we're focused on what's our best capabilities how do we solve our clients' needs and solve their clients' investing challenges? So the Magellan Fund obviously has a great heritage of fidelity and a name and a brand that really signifies what we stand for. Fundamental bottoms-up investing that brings excess return to our clients. We've had great returns for one, three, and five years on this fund. And we thought this would be a good one to bring out for our clients. Our clients are asking for these type of products. So it's great that we have the original wrapper that you spoke about, Deb, from 1963. And we're just very excited to be able to bring that same strategy and that same mindset to an ETF form. Are there different types of investors that prefer ETFs over mutual funds? Absolutely. I remember, you know, you and I were at these conferences when they always talk about active versus passive. And the real answer is both. And now we're having a lot of the same discussions with the same people, mutual fund or ETF. And the answer is both. You know, some platforms, mutual fund works better. And some platforms, the ETF, just as is some clients prefer mutual funds and some clients prefer ETFs. And for us at Fidelity, we're seeing very, very low cannibalization under 5%. And I think that really goes to the fact that the ETF client is very different than your traditional mutual fund client. So as we bring in more and develop more ETFs and really become a leader in the ETF space, these are new clients to our firm. But the thing that was interesting is on these active ETFs, now we've got seven that we started back in June 4th. We have around 15% of clients are buying both mutual funds and ETFs of the same strategy. So I think it goes to you know, our belief in bringing choice value innovation for our clients and letting the clients choose what wrapper, since we are wrapper agnostic, could be a mutual fund, ETF, SMA, whatever works best for that particular client. When you talk about choosing between the different wrappers, what is the decision-making process you think investors should look at when they're making that decision? 
you know, what kind of account is it taxable, non-taxable? You know, what's, you know, some of the characteristics, you know, mutual funds have dollar cost averaging, have fractionals, you know, ETFs have a little more tax efficiency and the ability to trade intraday. So, you know, luckily we have the same strategy beneath it. So we're still providing that excellent bottom-up fundamental stock picking that Fidelity is known for. But each wrapper has its own characteristic, which will then suit that particular client as they're looking at, you know, what fits best for my portfolio. And should we expect any further launches this year from you? Can you share any insights? I cannot share anything at this time, but we do have a whiteboard chock full of ideas on both mutual fund space, ETF space, SMA space, active and smart beta. And, you know, where we're focused as a firm is, you know, obviously there's a huge industry that's growing and we're very proud to be part of that industry. We're focused really on smart beta solutions and active. So I think as you look at us going forward, you know, that's where we'll be, you know, playing most of the new product. Greg, that's been fantastic. Thanks so much. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure being here. Deborah, can you give us a bit of detail on some of the more interesting other funds that we've seen launched over the previous week? Yeah, so I think if we turn to Korea, there were four new ETFs listed by different issuers of products on an index that was recently created in November based on the fact that the Korean government is trying to move to a carbon neutral environment by 2050. And so they are investing in companies that are making movements in the right direction. So I think this is an interesting trend in terms of ESG. We've also seen a number of thematics. And I think an interesting ETF that came out last week is a polka dot ETF. Now you might think, do we have one on clothing? But no, this is on a blockchain, a blockchain. So allowing blockchains to talk to one another. Very interesting, that's been great, cool. Well, look, thanks very much, Deborah. See you next week. Thank you.